Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Friday. It is the uh, end of the first week of May, and yesterday we not such a good day. Hopefully, we can turn some things around today and uh, and make it come back to uh, something that looks halfway decent. We'll talk about that and more when Dave joins us here in just a few minutes. Hey, before we do that, though, let's not forget that uh, in the world we live in today, there are so many things that you and I, we just can't control, whether that's the people in Washington, D.C. or the Russia, Ukraine or whatever's happening. There's so many things that are out of our control, but there are some things that you can control within your retirement portfolio. You need to know how much risk you have in order to take control of it. Give us a call. That's why we have our core retirement design to help you analyze and design a portfolio for the retirement you always dreamed of. Give us a call, 863-382-0037. And with that, we got Dave coming up next. Um, <laughs> we were uh, talking about all the other stuff. There we go. Because it's been a big morning on finances. And I need to give Philip Statler a second to get his act together because he and I were talking about all the news on Wall Street so that we could tell you about all the news on Wall Street. Philip, I'm sorry. I kind of got us on our shorts down there for a second. How are you this morning? Hey, I'm doing well today, Dave. Doing good. This is, uh, you think about it, this is the, the, the end of the first week of May. And, uh, and, you know, we are in the heart of earnings season for sure. Boy, we are, and we're also in the minute of we're in the middle of uh, heavy-duty data dump season out of the federal government. When we first got on the phone, I said today's economic report is brought to you by the Biden Re-election Committee. <laughs> <laughs> they expected unemployment to tick up a little bit last month. It actually ticked down from 3.6 to 3.3.5 to 3.4 percent. We expected to add about 185,000 jobs. The employment market. Market is still hot, quoth the federal government. 253,000 jobs added last month. And hey, we all got raises too. Uh, average hourly wage went up by a full half a percent last month. Boy, happy days are here again. But if you do that in a vacuum, I think we can kiss the, uh, the, uh, hold, uh, the hold steady policy from the Federal Reserve goodbye, couldn't we? That's exactly what I was thinking, Dave, is that, uh, you know, yeah, oh, it sounds all real, real nice and dandy, but the Fed is not going to like what those numbers are showing us. And, you know, we're hoping that they're going to pause the interest rate hikes. And I got to tell you, this is not going to help our cause. Uh, no, it's not. But the other side of the coin, though, when you get to it, and the reason I'm so darn cynical about it is, yeah, we overachieved the number of jobs added last month in the economy by the better part of 100,000, but buried in the employment report that federal, the federal government dumped on us this morning is they revised March's job gains downward and February's job gains downward in total across three months. We actually lost a little ground last month when you take the uh, three-month rolling average across it, which is kind of why I'm saying, hey, let's put some good news out on the top line, and uh, we'll fix the old numbers backward a little bit in order to make the economy what it's really doing, right? Exactly. I mean, that, that's, you know, it's a shell game, right? They're, they're, they're going back and decreasing some, some job gains that obviously must have come through right now, and... Uh, and so the headline is what you're seeing today it, it, because it's really good, good news, but it's um, not necessarily good, good news when you look at all the numbers in place. 
Yeah, on balance, when you look at it in retrospect, the overall job market is slowing down by a little bit, but uh, my bull crud detector is going off really loudly off of a 3.4% total unemployment rate in this country. I mean, that that is inordinately hot in terms of the overall number. I'm waiting for a revision on that to come out in a few weeks, too, aren't you? Yeah, we won't hear about that, Dave. No, it's kind of like the revision downward on the February and March numbers. They're going to get buried in the next report and they'll say, oh, oh yeah, by the way, April was really 3.6% when they were 0.3.5 on uh, in May, right? Exactly. Exactly. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Am I cynical or what? Uh, the markets are evidently looking at it, and I'm, I'm kind of showing a little bit of faith in the brain power of the uh, New York investment community because they're reacting relatively favorably to this today, which kind of gives me the idea they read the full report as well, wouldn't you think? I, I guess so, because, man, it is, it is uh, after yesterday's dismal day, it looks nice. Um, you, you know, right now the Dow's up over 200 points, so we'll see how it is after you and I get finished talking. Well, that's true. Yeah, setting the table yesterday was kind of dismal. Nadal was down by another 86 hundredths of a percent, down 287 points. Standard & Poor's was off 29 and a half. NASDAQ down by 59 points, and that was the bright spot in the three major indexes because that was only half a percent. Kind of brings us up to this morning and all the reports that are coming out, too. A whole bunch of them are out, and obviously the hallmark of the whole batch is uh, Apple and uh, my headline that I saw when they first reported last night was third consecutive quarter, Apple's total sales are down. It was above expectations, and then they sweetened the pot by raising their quarterly dividend, and I gather their shareholders kind of like that, huh? They did. You're right. They beat on uh, earnings and revenue, at least what the expectation was. But you're right. You know, the three quarters in a row now that they've seen a decline, um, and so, well, I'm sorry, that's two consecutive quarters, three in the past decade. So, uh, but still, that is um, not what we, we kind of expected out of Apple. The iPhone is still the predominant um, factor for them, leading the way for them. They're up almost 2.9% this morning. My sneaking hunch is that when they start doing their fall hardware introductions, we're going to have something really new and fancy on the Mac side of the fence in order to try to boost that back up. Because right now it's becoming, you know, cloud storage and iPhone and the, uh, and the iTunes store for Apple. And that's pretty much their hallmark. One of those three legs on the stool goes, in, goes down and uh, Apple is going to have some troubles. Yeah, they, they could. You know, it's one of those things that, you know, their their iPhone seems to be still the big the big winner for them. And they, they do have to make sure they're focusing on their other um, legs of business, because you're right. One of those, you know, if the iPhone starts to really decline for some reason and the others aren't up to speed, then that could really weigh heavy on their uh, revenue and earnings. Yeah, a company that big, you need you need four legs to a stool instead of three, I would suspect. And somebody in the executive suite at Apple is saying, "What can we do for our next app uh, for our next act on the Mac?" I mean, tablets seem to be going out of vogue a little bit. I've got an iPad and I love the doggone thing, but they they kind of have become a sideline all of a sudden. Seems to me that the Mac needs to be uh, mainstreamed a little bit more in order to get back into a fourth leg on that stool, wouldn't you suspect? Uh, I, I think so. I think it's probably lost a little luster, and uh, they need to, to jazz it up a little bit more now. 
I expect so. There are some other companies out though with stuff. I I don't I didn't ask you ahead of time whether you had the quote, but the meme stocks are out. AMC reported. Did you happen to see what happened to them? I, I did. I, I saw that they actually did pretty good. They're not on my list. Um, I just saw a couple of headlines and didn't get a chance to dig down into it yet. I knew that they had a. I knew it was a positive, and that was about all I saw too. I was hoping you'd dug down and found some interesting information on them. Other I reports out there. You know, we do have some out there. Actually, got quite a bit. Um, we got DraftKings is probably a big winner today um, mm-hmm. in pre-market. They had significantly higher than expected revenue for this last quarter, and they increased their full-year outlook for them. So uh, they're trading up over thirteen percent this morning. Cool. Yeah, big jump got- there. They got a location in half the NFL stadiums these days, if memory serves. So that's not not, not a bad franchise to have, is it? No, uh, no. Hey, we had uh, Match.com the other day, a dating site. Well, today we got Bumble coming out, and mm-hmm. uh, same thing for them. They, you know, dating apps are back in uh, in vogue. I guess the uh, posted higher than expected sales, user demand for the app seems to be remaining really strong. They had a um, a nice jump in their stock price. Up seven point seven percent right now. Wow! Yep, we I, had. I, I was making fun of dating sites with a friend at Rotary the other day, and he said, "Hey, I married my wife off a dating site, and I know five other people that did too." I'm starting to revise my opinions on those a little bit. <laughs> hey, we had Uber the other day, and uh, and we had Lyft reported uh, today, and um, and so they had weaker than expected forecast for the current quarter. Um, and so that's really hurting them, even though they, they did have better than expected results for this last quarter. It's the case again of looking forward and they're taking a big hit today, Dave. They're down 15 and a quarter percent right now. Ooh, I'm, I'm kind yeah. of starting to build a picture that those ride sharing services are kind of like the Mattel and Hasbro toy industry, kind of a zero sum. One goes up, the other one generally loses. It seems to be that way lately, and and they they do kind of have a little different business models as well, and so that could be part of the deal. Uh, We had um, two travel companies reported, Booking Holdings and Expedia, both reported. Now, Bookings is is falling this morning a little bit, even though um, they had a quarterly profit that beat expectations along with sales, Um, and and they're seeing a, a nice um, strong travel demand, which has been good for them as well. Um, but they, um, they fall a little short when it comes to expectations for them, um, going forward. And so they're trading down, uh, 2%. Now let's remember this, this stock is very, very expensive. Uh, they're, they're one of the companies that haven't done splits and that kind of stuff. It actually Mm -hmm. trading right now at $2,549 a day. Yeah, <laughs> that's a high price stock. So we have that it, one going down. We have Expedia going up, um, and, and and exact opposite, right? They they reported larger than expected loss for them, um, but they had the highest ever first quarter revenue they've ever seen, and they're seeing a twenty percent leap in their gross budget, their gross travel booking. So they're actually trading up six and three quarter percent this morning. 
kind of interesting. I would kind of I'm kind of surprised by the travel industry being herky jerky in those two different directions after seeing Delta's advanced booking lead on and all the guidance that the airlines have been giving. I've been kind of surprised by that. It is, you know, the travel websites seem to be kind of uh, they're having their own little issues. It seems like because you know we had those two this morning. We had another one, uh, Expedia, not Expedia, but. Um, Oh, I can't remember the other one. We had one yesterday or day before that reported. Yeah, I can't remember which one, but it's it's been it's been very much a checkered uh, travel industry report so far this year, and it seems like the direct selling airlines are doing pretty well, and the agencies are having some bumps. Yeah, it de- definitely seems that way, Dave. Anything? Definitely. I got another one. So I got. Um, let's look at uh, DoorDash. DoorDash. They uh, had a smaller than expected loss for their their services. Um, quarterly revenue beat expectations, so good news for them. And they raised their full year guidance. Um, demand is strong. Uh, coming out of COVID, we still see that um, people have really adopted this lifestyle of ordering their food and having it delivered to them. So they're up a little over four and a half percent this morning. Take that happily. Got time for one more. So we got. Uh, Cigna, health insurance company, uh, they beat on both top and bottom lines as well. The uh, they raise their full year forecast uh, going into this quarter. So they're saying that they're seeing lower medical costs, which is hard for me to believe, um, and stronger growth in their health insurance units. So uh, they're well, they were trading up earlier this morning by about three percent, but now they've come back to just even. Lower medical costs. Yeah. That that sounds like one of those government reports we were making fun of. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Me either. Yeah, resetting the table. It was an off day on Wall Street yesterday. Actually, the biggest loser in the bunch was the Russell 2000 because they lost a percent and an eighth. Everybody was down, though, 45 minutes before we opened. What are we looking at this morning? Dave, it's looking like we could have a turnaround today if we can keep this speed going. We've got the Dow up seven-tenths of a percent. The um, the the S and P five hundred's up almost nine tenths of a percent. Is at thirty four dollars, and the Nasdaq one hundred is up about seven tenths. The big winner right now is you said the big loser yesterday, but it's a big winner this morning. That's the Russell two thousand, up one point three percent. So um, yeah, some good news there. Hey, on the other side, we've got silver sliding. Uh, one and a third percent down below 26 again to 25.85. Gold sliding as well down 1.8 percent to 2018 dollars. And then we got crude oil making a huge jump this morning, uh, up 2.7 percent to 70 dollars and 42 cents a barrel right now. Maybe I was smart to gas up yesterday, huh? Yeah. Exactly. Overseas markets, for some reason, Japan was closed yesterday. I don't think they celebrate Cinco de Mayo over there, but the Japanese markets were closed. Uh, Rest of the Asian rim markets were a mixed bag. India was uh, off by a full percent. China and Hong Kong both up fractionally. Europe is looking at our futures and saying, oh, okay, most of their markets are up fractionally halfway through their day. Getting retirement ready and figuring out what's going to affect it next are two completely different things. Hedging your bets is always the best bet because heaven only knows what the markets are going to do to you. How do I find you to hedge my bets on retirement, Philip? Exactly right, Dave. You know, there's so many things that we just can't control out there, but we can control the risk in your portfolio, but you need to know what it is 
and how to take it under control, give us a call, 863-382-0037. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 7. I'll get it here in a second, Dave. News Talk 730 <laughs> and 95.3 FM. So you got to uh, put you yeah. back in training there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, see you tomorrow. See you on Monday, my friend. I appreciate oh, it. Have a great weekend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope that your week went well. Have a great weekend. Join us again Monday, same time, same place. Until then, have a great one. Bye now.